Good evening. Hello. Good morning. Good day. Bonvenu. <laughs> I don't know quite how my tone and accent is. Yeah, our French listeners will not be happy with that. No. Welcome to Don't Think Do. Yes, indeed. A podcast about the absurdity of sport. Mm. Uh, I'm your co-host, Dave. And I'm the uh, second part of that co-host um, arrangement, Cam. Dave, you well? Very well indeed, Cam. Mm. Very happy to be here in Don't Think Do Studios. Mm. Dave, autumn mm. and sport. Mm. Where does your mind go? <laughs> well, the shoulder seasons are often the ones with the, the hidden treasures. Yeah. You know, the yeah. spring and the autumn. Yeah. Um, for me, it's uh, it's all about grassroots sport yep. in the autumn. Yep. You know, it's, uh, it's wandering down to the local park and... Mm. And seeing just the local little lacrosse team mm, mm. tossing a ball around, mm, mm. Um, or it's perhaps the, the, the cross country race. Ah, yes, you know, yes. through the bush, through the bush on the uh, on the off the beaten track, if mm. you will. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's 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 autumn for me. Yeah. Do you think there's enough cross country? Uh, cross country. Do you think there's enough lacrosse and cross country? Maybe. I, I don't think there's enough of either. No. Um, I, I wonder how cross country came to be sort of the, the poorer cousin of the. The track sports. Yeah, it's a good question. Because um, th- think yeah. about it, compared to compare and contrast to the Tour de France, mm. it's obviously you know very well known. Yes, indeed. Cross country, you've got the the scenery. Yeah. The uh, the competitors. Yeah. Engaged in a tactical as well as a, a battle of endurance. Yes, indeed. Uh, conditions matter. Conditions are important. Yeah. Um, footwear as opposed to tyres. Indeed. To be chosen wisely. Yeah. All of those sorts of things, and yet cross country. Very much I mean, the poorer cousin. Where, where is it on the sporting landscape? Well, it, it's it, it's hidden, isn't it, Dave? It's um, you know, you, it's it's, uh, it, it's as if you would have to be wandering along and, and you know poking br- uh, branches left and right, and all of a sudden you discover um, a, a team of runners just um, <laughs> just pounding away um, in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, I, I put it kind of in the same bracket as steeplechase. Yeah. Um, in in the track event. Yeah. Um, the certainly the forgotten the forgotten little sibling. Yeah. Um, and even show um, not show jumping even jumping in um, in horse racing. Mm-hmm. If, if you call horse racing a sport, um, jumps even less <laughs> of a sport. <laughs> All the debatable mm. topics, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, do you? I suppose, in some respects, we should be glad that it hasn't gone the same way as um, as the obstacle race has, which um, I think in a previous podcast we recalled was a um, an event. Mm. Um, I think in the nineteen oh four, I want to say the Paris Olympics. Yeah, sort of. It, an, it's a knockout style. In the same. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Where, where is that nowadays? <laughs> it's that creativity that's lost, isn't it? In the in the drive for perfection. It's too serious, Dave. It's too serious. Too much about skill. Yeah. Not enough about happen chance. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, Speaking of running, Cam, yes. I saw in uh, since our last episode, which uh, I feel we should routinely say we're very sorry for that being such a long gap. Yes, we are indeed. Uh, and again, loyal listeners. listeners, and we we would welcome your um, chiding feedback on that. Um, <laughs> we're glad to be um, chastened for our irregular. 
We are indeed. Podcast. But we're back. And this is we're what's back. important. That is, yes, glass half full. Yes. I saw that uh, a gentleman, I, I forget his nationality and his name, broke the uh, marathon world record. I oh, know, I did see this. He was a Kenyan. He was a Kenyan. The name I has been lost on me, I'm afraid. Right. Now, now, I understand there's some debate as to whether it's an official world record mm. or not. The, what, what struck me, however, regardless of whether it is granted official status mm. or not, is that he did not break the two-hour mark. I think yeah. he was two hours and... 25 seconds. 25 seconds. Yeah. How much of a disappointment do you think he is to the, the Kenyan running community as a whole? He's a disappointing... Disappointment to me, Dave, as a as a <laughs> fan of sport. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. what, what what can we honestly? If I'm going to buy into marathon running, you know, what what, what do I expect? Hmm. What do I deserve as a, as a spectator? You know, what what I deserve is um, is records tumbling. Yeah, um, and and not just the actual numerical record, but Great psychological, symbolic barriers tumbling as well. Mm. And if I don't get that, Dave, where's my value proposition? For, uh, and you have every right to demand that yeah. as a consumer. As a consumer. Yeah. That's what I think, Dave. Yeah. Um, I imagine the Kenyan running community, though, to, to pull it back to your question, I, 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 I think they'd be livid. Mm. If I were um, the head coach or if I were one of his, um, one of his teammates... Yeah. Um, one of training his, his compatriots, mm. training partner, if you will. Um, the moment he came back to camp, I wouldn't have looked him in the eye. <laughs> just, um, just turned the other way. Oh, spat at his feet. <laughs> um, and then just walked off. Um, and so a measured response. A, a measured response, I think. Um, befitting the level of disappointment that I would have had yeah. at that you know, ultimately mm. disappointing run. Mm. Now tell me, do you know the final analysis on whether it's official or not? Look, I haven't read, I'm afraid. I, I have not read. Um, do, do you know what the controversy was? Is it something to do with um, it not being a, an actual race? He's got some... I think he's that being was, dragged yeah, along by some pacemakers or something? That was my understanding, was mm. that it's actually not a gazetted um, race per se. Um, and, and as such, um, there's... Um, Rules, I suppose, regarding the official timing mechanisms used. You know, mm. were they Longines rather than um, rather than Rado or yeah. you know, or, um, or Swatch, right. and, and 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 that that's a problem apparently. Yeah, it does seem delightfully pernickety, doesn't it? It, it does. It delightfully so. He's he's run he's run forty two point one nine five k's in yeah. less than two hours and one minute, but it, we can't give you that. A little bit over two hours. Let, yeah. Let's let's say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember, don't you, Dave? This happening to the great Glenn Houseman, um, maybe maybe ten to fifteen, no, fifteen to twenty I think years it's ago, pre Barcelona, pre Barcelona, yeah, early nineties, um, breaking the fifteen hundred record, I think, in Adelaide, but the touchpad just not working on him, um, and and I remember images of the great Glenn Houseman just 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 yeah. banging on the touchpad to try and get it get it to register, but it didn't happen. Oh, how he's been forgotten in the sands of time. Is he? Is he one of the unlucky Australian Olympians? Is he the, the Jamie Siddons of the pool? He could. <laughs> I think we have a title. <laughs> I, Glenn Houseman, lest we forget. Lest we forget Glenn Houseman, the Jamie Siddons of the pool. Because <laughs> then Kieran Perkins came along yeah. and sort of became the golden boy. From well, the that's right. Ride. 
you know, so ten years, wrong place, wrong time. Mm. Um, just got usurped. Yeah. Um, and of course, the great Daniel Kowalski, you know, just uh, came in there as well. Mm. Um, and and before you know it, where's where's the room for Houseman? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's he, nowhere. He's been crowded out. Mm. Um, and then Grant Hackett came to top them all. Well, that's right. And then... Um, <laughs> interpret that as you will. Interpret that as you will. Um, all the best to Grant and his family yes. as well. We wish him well. We do indeed wish him well. Um, look, you know, d- disappointment, Dave. I, I think that's the answer. I, mm. I, I see widespread disappointment from the Kenyan running community. Mm. Um, and, you know, if I were them, I would have sent him back out. Going, well, you did it in two hours. Most people do this in four. Go to it again. Yeah. See how you go. Yeah, earn, earn your money. Earn your money. Mm. You know, earn your keep. Earn your sponsorship dollars. Yeah. Earn your national uh, your national investment in you. I, mean, I guess the challenge there would be to see if he could do a uh, what I believe is called a negative split and do the second marathon <laughs> in a time less than the first one. I like that. A negative split, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for ultra-marathon running. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon um, some of those elite... This is almost a semi-serious question, though. Do you reckon some of those elite uh, marathon runners could just back it up again and do another 42? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm assuming they wouldn't just because they they wouldn't want to be disappointed with the time. No. Because they do a sort of 210. Yeah. And just think, oh, well, that's a bit bloated. A bit off the pace. A bit off the pace today, yeah. Like, (laughs) didn't didn't eat well last night. Mm. Or, um, yeah. Little uh, little bloated after uh, after breakfast. Yeah. yeah, disappointment. Now, now, Kim, I uh, had occasion to watch some elite sport. Ah, good. In, on the weekend, just gone by. Yeah, a test match, no less. Oh, excellent. And uh, uh, of cricket, I imagine. No. Ah, certainly not. Ah, of uh, ultimate frisbee. Are they refer them as test matches? I, do I they? believe so. I, I, I applaud that, by I, the way. I put it to you that, that the word test match has actually just become synonymous for international sporting contests. Yeah. But not all sports have claimed it yet. Mm-hmm. And so hats off to those who have. Yeah, well, fair enough. And ultimate frisbee among them. Yeah. Yep. So I caught a test match between the Australian side ah. and the Japanese side. Where was this played? At the Punt Road Oval. Was it really? Yes. That's tremendous. On what day of the week? Uh, that was... Uh, Sunday. It was a Sunday. Sunday, just gone. Mm. I see. And uh, it was a ripping game. And, and what is wonderful about... Well, we shouldn't say Ultimate Frisbee because Frisbee's a brand name. Ultimate Flying Disc. Oh, Flying Disc, excuse me. Is the correct uh, nomenclature. So we can just call it Ultimate. As a, as a If we want to use a one word. UFD? UFD is nice. Yeah, it's got a ring to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. What's great about UFD is that in the international competition you've got the women's, mm. you've got the men's, mm. and you've got the mixed. Ah. And it was a mixed test match that yeah, good. I attended. Good. Um, now, I, my understanding of um, Ultimate Flying uh, Disc mm. is um, it, it is played with a, ser- with a set of goals, is it, at either end? An end zone. End zone. It's an end zone. End zone. Yeah. Um, roughly the the size of a of a soccer pitch, or about, about the length of a about the length of an association football pitch. Yep, and about two thirds of the width of a or perhaps, perhaps, or... perhaps half the width. No, of a soccer. oh, of a soccer. so oh, it's right. it's a it's a narrow. It's a very narrow. Time. It's a corridor, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, quite a quite a sizable end zone at either end, a la gridiron. Uh huh. And is the is the disc allowed to? Um, 
allowed to curve out and back inbound? It can, yes. Yeah. It can pass above the vertical plane. Yeah, if you will, yeah. No, as long as it doesn't touch outside. I see. Mm. And as a spectator sport, Dave? Well, I've I got to say it was very enjoyable. Did you just manage to find yourself a seat in the Jack Dyer stand? Uh, just uh, on the terraces. Just, uh, oh, right. Yep. Yeah, just the, above the players' race. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Very nice. And... Uh, I've got to tell you, I think it might have been my first experience of watching a Japanese international team play yes. live. Yes, okay. And it won't surprise you to know that they were a very respectful team. I would envision so. On being uh, cheered onto the ground one by one, they all turned around and bowed to the crowd. Well, that's that's tremendous. Yeah. And i tell you what, Dave, in all that spoken about fan engagement mm. and all that's spoken about... Um, you know, trying to bring people through the turnstiles and that, and making it a spectator sport. What I what I think is lost sometimes is that uh, it's a two way street, Dave. You know, you want to get people in, you want to get people to buy in to what's happening, but you as an athlete, you owe a debt of gratitude to the people there mm. who have their eyes fixed on you. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, I imagine a very precise team as well. Yes. Australia, perhaps more freewheeling. Completely, completely right. Yeah. Japan, very well drilled. Yep. Uh, a lot of more short passes. Right. Yes. Australia. Playing the angles. Yeah, playing the yeah, angles. Okay. Very geometrical style. Geometric, of ultimate. yeah. Uh, Australia, more sort of up the guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The long bomb. Long bombs up the guts. Yep. Well, it's at home at the punt right over long bombs. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And uh, who got up on the day? Uh, the Australians did. Uh-huh. The Crocs. The Crocs? Yeah. Very good. Crocs got the win. Uh, convincingly or? Um, I must admit, I, I didn't manage to stick around to the end because uh-huh. I had a, a conflicting engagement. Yes. Right. Um, but such was their lead that I'm simply assuming they won. Yeah, okay, good. Hmm. And um, are you aware of whether the Japanese athletes were... Um, out here with a state-sponsored uh, trip or were they self-funded, do you know, or are they working between <laughs> test matches? Do you... uh, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe the sort of accountants and, and school teachers who sort of yeah. had to go to work Monday to, Monday to Friday. Yeah. Because it was a two-test tour. They played in Sydney the week before. I see. Mm. I don't like those two-test tours, Dave. I, I just don't think... They don't make sense to me. You're right, because what it meant was, of course, the result was ultimately decided by a, a Total score across the two matches. Yeah, it's a poor way to describe it, Dave. Either I think it actually that sort of process, that sort of methodology to determine a winner in a two-test series, mm. actually devalues the individual value or merit of either test match. Yeah, and suggests that in and of themselves they are meaningless. Mm. The result being negligible. Indeed. Um, therefore, why would I bother going? Yeah. Unless yeah. I can attend both matches and yeah. watch two halves of the whole. Mm. Why would I bother? Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Mm. Ah, very good, Dave. Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, ultimate Flying Disc, excuse me. Yeah. Um, excellent. Excellent to hear, Dave. And the, and the sort of sport that I think deserves more more time in the public domain. Well, it's funny you should say that because the other item of news that caught my eye in, mm. in recent weeks, Cam, was the federal government's decision. And if I may just read directly from uh, some uh, some news here... The government's sporting reform package includes $30 million over four years to help subscription TV networks screen uh, women's sports. Very good. But also niche sports, which are less popular. Ah, yeah. yes. A list of sports which could attract funding has not yet been decided upon. 
Well, I'd like to see your ultimate flying disc there for one. Yeah. Um, other sports? Have you had a thought, Dave, uh, as to I, other sports you'd like I, to see? As I I did think that you'd probably have strong views on this. I've got I've got a couple in mind. Yeah. Um, one we've talked about. I think on a fairly recent episode, underwater hockey. Yeah, I'd I like to see that. To be there. Underwater rugby as well, Dave. From a previous episode, I think that's a, that's a given. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't see. I can't see why. I can't see how we've added funding. Um, the uh, the people's demand to see this sport live. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the success they had when the World Swimming Championships came to yes. Melbourne and they put the pool in Rod, Rod, Rod Laver Arena. Yes, indeed, I do. So we could have 15,000 people getting along to the underwater rugby yeah. or the underwater hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, I think sort of bidding to host the World Championships And, and is, what is I'd like goal. to see... That, oh, I, look, I think it's a no-brainer, Dave. I'd like to see Dan the Man Andrews out there spruiking. <laughs> um, what I'd like to see, Dave, in that exact example is... Um, the the sides of that pool, mm. um, so the, put the pool back into Rod Laver's house, right? Yep. yep. Um, but build the sides up so that when I'm sitting in the stands, I'm actually looking into effectively a goldfish bowl. Yes. That's what I would like to see, or indeed even just build the base up so that that first row, yeah, <laughs> um, of the uh, of Rod Laver Arena actually sits eye to eye with. Um, the floor of the pool. Great. So it's actually an above ground pool. It is. Bringing those back into fashion. Bringing those back. Yep. Yep. They could walk the plank in there from the top rungs of the uh, of, of, of the of the roof. Yeah. Um, gee, it, it just it, dive it, in from the rafters. Dive there. in from the rafters. You know, you, you could have some water escapades as well. Nineteen <laughs> forties um, <laughs> um, Hollywood style. Yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of you know pirate movie um, right. shenanigans. It's shenanigans or synchronized swimming of some description. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it lends itself so much to uh, to the, to that sort of um, that sort of arrangement. It's sort of a Douglas Fairbanks hologram, maybe yes. sort of diving down. Oh, I can the see sail that. of the ship. Into yeah, the pool. a little bit of Errol Flynn. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that working tremendously well, Dave. I mean, this is a whole whole sort of sports entertainment experience, isn't it? Yes, yes, quite it is. Dave, look, I mean, I'm thinking, geez, other sports I'd like to see. I'd like to see croquet. Yeah. I, I'd like, I, I think there's far too little international croquet yep. um, televised nowadays. Um, you know, it's, it, it is a spectator sport. True. It, it, it lends itself to the viewing audience. Do you have a particular form of croquet that you would pitch as the one to be televised because there's sort of I, I understand there's sort of a dozen different styles yeah different styles and that look I, I must admit that um, I, I'm a little bit disconnected from the world of croquet um, I, I I'd like to see I suppose um, I see you as a traditionalist is that yeah fair? I, I am a traditionalist yeah. I'd, I'd like to see you know the if, 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 if you have tennis and then you have lawn tennis I imagine you have croquet and lawn croquet. I'd like to see the lawn version of uh, yeah. of it. Would you like to see something like skeet shooting um, hmm. televised, or um, what, what are you? I mean, what are your thoughts, Dave? Would skeet, you like to see the, the Australian ice hockey competition? Yeah, the only thing about skeet shooting is that I reckon it gets a pretty good run about every four years. Yeah, okay. When your Olympics are on. Yeah, true, true. And so I'm, we're thinking about non-Olympic. Yeah, events, I think non-Olympic. So. I see. Yeah. So, see. so you want to see like hacky sack? Yeah, anything that was in California games. California games. Probably be appropriate. Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
good. No, I can I can envision that. Yeah, the B, I mean, well, that's BMX, which is now an Olympic sport. BMX is now. What about Newcomb, Dave? Does Newcomb get enough uh, enough coverage? Is it the, the, where the, like volleyball, but where you catch it? Yeah, volleyball where yeah. you catch it. Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, imagine profession, a professional Newcomb league. Yeah. I get some people with very powerful arms and mm. and, and good springs mm, mm. just standing at the net and just just, just hammering it down. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd either move very quickly or you'd stay level on the same scores yeah. for a long time. Could be some long rallies. So some long rallies. It'd, it'd go one of two directions. I've, I'm not entirely certain at this stage. Yeah. How about four square? Yes. Yeah, I'd like to see that. that Jack King, Queen dance. Yeah. Yeah, four square. A little bit of handball. Yeah. Yeah, what about... Or some down ball, sorry. What about some down, down ball? Down ball, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, thinking about the four square, I've got a feeling that uh, in these sensitive times, Jack King, Queen dance might not be the, uh, the labels given to those positions. We, we might change the type, the nomenclature. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Okay. Um, fair enough. No, we've, we've got to move with the times, Dave. Uh, <laughs> You know, I I understand there are, that. There are sensitivities. There are sensitivities that need to be acknowledged. They uh, they they need to be addressed. No, absolutely makes good sense. Mm. Um, there's um um there's a sport out in the uh, in the in the suburbs of Melbourne, Dave. I don't know whether you know this sport called Thrugo. Do you know of Thrugo? I'm not familiar with it. So Thrugo, and this is this is entirely um, entirely real, listeners. You can look this up. <laughs> Thrugo is a sport that developed um, down at the uh, uh, down at the, um, the, the the train depots in um, in western suburbs Melbourne um, about a hundred years ago, and uh, it was a sport that the uh, the workers played. Um, by getting essentially it's croquet, ostensibly it's croquet, but it's played with um, bits of uh, um, uh, material found around the the site. Oh, so, so they, just the debris. Just debris, basically. Yeah. So they they found um, you know a range of um, sockets and other tools and whatever else, and essentially they played of, of their own little version of um, of croquet. Anyway, it gained in popularity. Mm. Oh, I'm not surprised. And not surprising. Um, and there's actually a number of clubs still around Melbourne. One included down uh, down to South Melbourne, actually, ah. um, just near the Albert Park around there. A uh, little Thrugo um, over. So it's a very niche sort of Australia, or even Victorian uh, little yeah. sport there. Wow. Bears some resemblance to croquet. Mm. Um, has a, a far more uh, 20th century industrial manufacturing sector background. Um, so um, I, I, I can see there'd be some real tribal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rivalries. It's, it's a very tribal sport. I understand, Dave. That there's no trading. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you are a member of one club, and that is all. Yep. Um, certainly no trading. You're south, or you're not. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. exactly right. It's it's a life decision. <laughs> there's there's no choices there. We got one more one more <coughs> idea on this scam for mm. for our government funding lists, and we'll we'll take these to uh, Minister Hunt. Yes, yes, indeed. For consideration. What about? And I, I know that you have. Views on sports which use animals or motors, mm, mm. and there are some questions around the authenticity of them. Mm. But bear with me. What about uh, sheepdog? Yeah, uh, sheepdog trials. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Yep, yep. I, I think uh, neglected for far too long. Because I, I remember those being on the ABC. Uh, I, I think on a Saturday, a Saturday <laughs> evening, some years ago. <laughs> I have vague recollections of that as well, and it was genuinely compelling stuff. Yeah, and I um. I actually recall from um, back uh, back in in my early days, Dave, the uh, the Royal Melbourne Show. 
I think there used to be television um, of uh, of um, of the the sheepdog trials yeah. in September time. Mm. Um, what's what's better than watching um, a dog getting yelled at by a guy as it tries to herd up a bunch of witless sheep and push them through a gate in the shortest time possible? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, that I, nothing springs to mind. Did, would you pay ticket? Would you pay money to watch that? Absolutely. Yeah, I would. Now, although you missed, you did miss the whistle as well. I forgot the whistle. Whistle. The whistling and yelling. There is a whistle. As there, well. might, there might even be the odd clap. I, I don't yeah. recall. I think. It, I think that's a stylistic thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. I, mean, I think get behind is uh, pretty much a um, or get around. Get around is yeah. um, is pretty much a standard. Mm. But then I think there's a stylistic thing as to whether or not you go for the. Uh, the whistle, mm. or whether you're more of a clapper, um, or indeed whether you're more of a gesticulator. Yeah, you know, just just the silent type. You just you know, just little movements, little subtle hand gestures here or there. Are there any commonalities between sheepdog? What is the name of the person of the 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 person who calls uh, makes the calls? I don't it, know. It, I, without trying to be humorous, the farmer. <laughs> There's some. <laughs> Are there some commonalities between the role of the farmer mm. in sheepdog trials and the skip in curling? Yes. Because it's a I, communicative role. It is a communicative role, by and large. Mm. It's a leadership role. That is for sure. Um, is there the same um, same respect in that, the uh, show of respect, in that if the dog does well, it gets a little tip of the cap? Uh, like in um, like in curling, where the skip just gives the uh, yeah. gives a little tip and, and away they go. We can only hope. Yeah, can I, hope. I can only hope there. Um, I, I think the parallels are there, though, Dave. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, the parallels are there. Um, do you think there's enough archery on television, Dave? No, no, no. I really and I really thought archery was going to take off after yeah. the uh, the Simon Fairweather days. Yeah, yeah. Look, he was the man for it, wasn't mm. he? Um, good name for an archer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just cr- one of those names that gravitates towards you know what yeah. it should what it should be connected with. And think what the technology could do for archery coverage nowadays. Target yes. cam, yes, target cam, absolutely. I don't see why we can't have bow cam. I can't see why we can't have arrow cam. <sighs> Imagine that. Why why could we not put um, just a little micro? Yeah, oh. a little micro camera on the on on the feather on the feather there, and a whooshka away she goes. <laughs> Dave, I have one uh, one final thing that I just wanted to mm. mention, which was just dropped into my inbox today, actually, oh, as, it, as it happens. Um, the NFL, Dave, which mm. is um, a, you know one of those competitions that um, we talk about irregularly. Yes, close to our hearts. Close to our hearts, indeed. Dave, um, I, uh, I'm not sure whether you've been aware that, um, that in previous years the NFL have been referred to as um, standing for the No Fun League. Have you heard that... that that's, that seems a little cruel. That moniker previously. No, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't aware. Well, at any way, previously, up until now, mm-hmm. the NFL have had a very hard-line stance on um, post-touchdown, post-play completion celebrations. Oh, yes. I was aware of that. Mm. Very hard-line stance on it, which has um, <laughs> led ultimately to um, flags being thrown and penalties and all of mm. these sorts of things. Mm. As of Tuesday, as of Tuesday... Um, the announcement has come from Commissioner Roger Goddell yeah. that uh, celebrations, um, spontaneous moments of 
um, of athletic endeavor, celebrating spontaneous moments. Sorry, spontaneous moments celebrating athletic endeavor. Mm-hmm. We'll be okay now. All right. So the touchdown celebration is back. Um, examples of celebrations permitted under the new guidelines include using the football as a prop after a touchdown. <laughs> Can I say I enjoy the fact that this is now legislated? <laughs> that is in, that's in the book. In the book. Wow. Group demonstrations and celebrating on the ground, i.e. snow angels, for instance. Wow. Oh, I like that, Dave. I like that. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, apparently they listen to feedback yep. from players. Um, From players, not not fans? Oh, no, no, not fans. This isn't about fans, Dave. Okay. Um, This is to allow players more room to have fun after they make plays. Um, We know that you love the spontaneous displays of emotion that come after spectacular touchdowns, and players have told us they want more freedom to be able to express themselves and celebrate their athletic achievements, quote, unquote. Well, that is a good news story. Thankfully, though, good or later, that offensive demonstrations... Or celebrations that delay the game will not be tolerated. Hmm. There's still some grey area there, isn't there? One man's offence is another man's defence, Dave. <laughs> uh, perfectly put. It uh, it makes me hope that we'll at least see in the in the coming season, which I know I'm very excited about. The, uh, the 2017-2018 yes. season promises yes. to be one of the best yet. It does indeed. A very even season, I believe. I think so. Any given Sunday, I yeah. believe, is the uh, is the catch mm. cry. Um, my f- favourite <clears throat> just display of uh, of real humility mm. was a, a player uh, I forget his name who scored a touchdown some years ago and immediately pulled a uh, a permanent marker out of his sock, signed the ball. Uh, and just threw the ball in the crowd. <laughs> Gave someone an autographed ball. I like that. <laughs> it, was very, it was very generous, I thought. And I like the pre-planning that's got into that as well. <laughs> and I, I believe he got in, in trouble because of the safety breach that was of having the, uh, the marker on the field. Wow, play. And, and, and there's no room for that, Dave. He's, he's endangering other people on the field. That he's, yeah. he's, you know, his teammates, his, um, his opposition... Um, competitors. Yeah, OHS. OHS, Dave. Mm. And there's there's no time in in American football for um for, for that sort of tomfoolery. No, I'm it's afraid. a it's a safe sport. It is. It, it is nothing, <laughs> if not a safe sport. Uh, well, that was a good news story, Cam. Shall mm. we uh, finish this episode? There? I think so. I think that's probably as good a place to finish as ever. Edna. Yeah, as ever. Excuse me. Wonderful to be back, listeners. Yes, indeed. And thank you for. Uh, your ears, yes, and your cognitive processes in following what we say, mm. Mm. if 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 applicable, if applicable, not necessary. Cam, um, I look forward to uh, hearing from you again in perhaps a week or two. Yes, indeed. Look forward to it then, Dave. In the meantime, don't think. Do. Don't think. Do. This is. A-